feeling when you're in the middle of a discussion and someone relates to what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel a bit more connected to them? Yeah, I can feel sometimes that like, I feel closer to people who agree with what I'm saying. Well, what is it about that person that makes us like them more? And are we in control of this? So in this episode, we are going to talk about unconscious bias in our modern day world. Hi, I'm Ashida. And I'm Nitya. And today we're going to dive deeper into the various perspectives and issues we face on a day-to-day basis with unconscious bias. So let's get into it. What is unconscious bias, Nitya? Unconscious bias is where our brains unintentionally categorize and make assumptions of people without being aware of it. So why is this a real problem? It's a problem because we're not actively aware of these biases. And they can impact our relationships and thoughts about certain people or things subconsciously. There are many types of biases, affinity bias, appearance bias, confirmation bias, and the list goes on. And the example we brought up earlier, that was confirmation bias. And confirmation bias, we often seek to favor those who support our opinions or beliefs. So that's why we typically feel a certain way to those who share our opinions. We tend to favor these individuals because they agree with us. So as I mentioned earlier, unconscious bias is like a real problem in our society. So this is because it all happens subconsciously, right? We're not like actively aware of it, which is almost a bit creepy to think. So like what can lead to one's unconscious bias? I feel like... um... Things that can lead to unconscious bias is background, previous experiences, like social stereotypes, and cultural context. Yeah, I feel like most of the time it's out of one person's hands, but like, I feel like the way you deal with unconscious bias is really what like can set you apart from others. So how can we combat unconscious bias? So I feel like we have to like recognize that unconscious bias exists. And then we have to look at different perspectives. Like, Ishida, what was the analogy that you had? Yeah. So there, just think of like two different objects. We have a coin, which only has two sides. And then we have a diamond, which, as we know, has like multiple different perspectives or sides to it. So a coin, think of it as just a heads or a tail. So like a yes or a no. So it's just like a right perspective or a wrong perspective. But as I was doing my research, I realized that a lot of places were to look at perspectives like a diamond. And it was just to take into account that there are like tremendous different ways of ways to just think about one problem. Basically, you want to take these perspectives and knowledge and then you have to apply it to your own life and yeah. social interactions. Yeah, you have to apply it to like your life in the best way that it fits in. Yeah, your interactions in general. So what are the types of unconscious bias? So I'm pretty sure there are 150 types of unconscious bias. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> the first one that we're going to look at is affinity bias. Affinity, affinity bias is when we look for people who are like us in terms of appearance, background, or beliefs. Yeah, but a downside to that is it leaves little room for you know new ideas and points of view. And in a work setting, it can often halt, like, the growth. Um, And then just, like, loss of leadership abilities because 
if you're just looking for people who are like you that just you know decreases diversity and I feel like we can see this in like predominantly male industries where um if there's not as many females it kind of reduces the diversity I think it's a type of affinity bias right yeah definitely I definitely agree with that um another type of bias is appearance bias so basically that's when people make judgments based on appearance um if someone's more attractive they're more likely to be treated positively and then um another one is weight bias when um, a negative judgment is influenced by a person's weight. Height bias um, is where taller people are perceived as having more authority, while leaders that are short often encounter like negative height bias because people look at them um, and look at their power based on their height. This is something I can definitely relate to. Um, height bias is something definitely prevalent, and a lot of people don't realize um, what height bias is until it has made their effect on other people. Another sort of bias is confirmation bias. We like to see our existing values and beliefs in other people. And um, basically that affects our decision-making and it just kind of leads to problems in our own lives. Yeah, I feel we're, like we're all victim in some way or another to confirmation bias. We always tend to favor those. Like if we're in a friend group, we tend to favor those who are like actively supporting what we're saying. But to those who don't de- share our beliefs, we tend to not like them as much. Even if this is subconscious, it does play out in your inter- like further interactions with them. So the next one we have is attribution bias. So it correlates people's actions to unrelated characteristics. And this can be especially dangerous because if you take someone's actions and put characteristics on them that aren't true, you could have like, a messed up or distorted view on them, you know? Definitely. And then we also have gender bias when it's based on a person's gender. So um, that can be traditions, values, social norms, or culture. For example, um, many men might think that women can't do certain tasks or can't um, take certain positions in workplaces because of their old fashioned beliefs that men, men are supposed to hold like, Um, Positions of power. Yeah, positions of power. Yeah. Okay. I definitely agree with what you're saying. And I think it's very prevalent in fields like science um, or law. And the next one is age bias. And I feel like we don't often think about this, but often as you get older, um, people think that you can't pick up a new skill, you know, but when you're young, you're easy to teach, you're open to new perspectives. You are, you're able to learn new skills. So that's another type of bias. Then there's a, also authority bias. Authority figures have like more control and we tend to like um, want to know their opinion about something just because of their age or overall experience and like kind of like the presence of an authority figure um, kind of weighs in into our decisions. Yeah, just to think about it, would you like naturally put more weight to something that a person of power said to you um specific to you or just someone random that you just met on the street like the person of power but that doesn't necessarily mean that the person of the of power is more right than the person that you just randomly talked to so it is there's as you can see there's like tons of biases um a lot of which we don't think of uh, but are still very prevalent uh the next one is the halo effect 
And it's projecting positive impressions on people based off the first impression. And the first impression is not always very um, clear as to who the person is. So this can be good in some ways or bad in its own ways. If the person isn't really like what you saw them the first time. Yeah, the direct opposite of that is the horn effect. And that's basically the negative impression um, that you have of them based on their first impression. So we're yeah. going to start talking about more like real life situations. And um, and one of the main biases from that is implicit bias, which is... So implicit bias is just another, just to clear it up, is just another name for unconscious bias. But yeah, sorry, continue. Um, and basically, um, it exists in the smallest things. And uh, basically, there's an experiment. And if you, and then go to your computer right now and type up professor. And whatever, what's the first thing you see? On your screen, you're probably going to see um, probably men pop up, mm-hmm. um, but actual like, like women. Because I feel like we, we've been so prone to like society and like how, like how society wants us to think that we've kind of like kind of subconsciously biased that like men hold power like pos- positions of power nowadays. Yeah. And I like just to add on to what you're saying, um, something I've definitely seen is that even though it's kind of true that there are more men that are professors than female like the fact that first of all google's percentages um are like significantly lower than what it is in real life and second of all it's amplifying the problem just not like actually showing the truth it's showing a more disproportionate number of females than males right so so here are some other examples just to bring your perspective on how big this issue is so um, some research from Yale showed that labs were more likely to choose men over females. And even if they did choose females, they would pay men over $4,000 more than the female. And males were much more likely to get manager positions in labs. And when this, this data, these stats, were brought to the attention of the faculty members, they were pretty much shocked because they knew about how females were like disproportionately represented, but they didn't realize that their actions had contributed to it. Yeah, Um, and another article that we found was that the New York Times had published in research and basically in that research, they created thousands of identical um, resumes for for half of African-American names and then the other half was stereotypical white names. And according to those, according to that research, um, stereotypically white names were 50% more likely to be called back for an interview. And just to keep in mind, um, all of the other factors were kept in control since the resumes were otherwise identical. So the only factor that could have played a role is their names. And that simply had like 50% of a change. So... Um, why does this happen? It happens because of confirmation bias, as individuals tend to associate positive qualities with those who belong to the same social or ethnic group as them. They believe that they could 
represent their views in a better perspective. Yep. And now we're going to go into the scientific definition of unconscious bias. So the brain's tendency is to categorize things. It's just like the way we look at the world, right? So this can lead to discrimination in times of stress. An example of this is police brutality, which often targets um, African-American individuals. So are there any examples that you have that like show this? Yeah, so Jennifer Ebernhard, a psychologist, did an experiment in which she showed an outline of an object to police officers and students. And this object was a gun. Subjects that were primed with black faces were seeing a black face subconsciously. And then the police officers who were also primed with black faces and the image of the gun were also just seeing black faces. And then she did this experiment in reverse where she did flashing images of this gun and um, the police officers who were primed by these gun related and crime related objects saw a black face. So this goes to show how experience trains their brain and how these like, stereotypes kind of shape the way you view the world. Yeah, and this goes to show how like dangerous sequences of cognitive events happen when adrenaline runs high. And the subconscious link between facial recognition of black people um, can develop, especially in police officers, um, when there's anything crime related, although this is very misleading and untrue. So now, just to end off our segment, me and Nithya are gonna do a quick speed round um, of different experiences. And I'm gonna tell her three, she's gonna tell me three, and we're like, the goal is to see how quick we can respond to each of these props and quickly name the bias that is unknown. Okay, so Nithya, do you wanna start? Yeah, so the first situation is <laughs> that um, Remy is going on a trip with his two friends. Remy wants to go the long way because it has more scenic places to stop by. Holland, his other friend, wants to go the short way because he wants to reach the hotel and it's 3.26 a.m. Timothy also wants to go the long way because he wants to photograph these scenic places. Remy strongly agrees with Timothy's idea of going the long way because that is what Remy wants. Ishido, what bias do you think this is? Okay, I think it's probably confirmation bias because Remy sees himself in Timothy, like his values are represented. So if he does have a bias, it'd most probably be confirmation bias. So now, Nitya, I have one for you. Bob is five and Mark is 80. Who, if any of them, is more affected by age bias? I feel like Mark is definitely the one who is affected by age bias because he's older and um, therefore he's he's seen as weaker and maybe his like health can't um, can't support him anymore. And that yeah, is why correct. he's probably yeah affected by age bias. Um, the next situation is um, Ellie has held her position in the workplace for a long time. Adam has also been there for a long time, but not as long as Ellie. Yet he is considered to be more experienced and have better management skills. What bias plays a role here? I think gender bias, because although Adam is a male, um, although he's also been there like for a shorter amount of time than Ellie, he is given more priority. Definitely. Okay, my one for you. 
um, is that this is a bit of a fun one. Juliana was walking down the street and is captured by two serial killers, Bob and Joe. Bob is the leader of the group, while Joe is just one of the people involved in capturing her. Who is Juliana more likely to listen to or talk to if she wants to get out alive and if she is authority biased? Um, it's definitely Bob because he's the leader of the group. And since he has power, she's going to be more likely to listen to him. Yes. So that was the end of our speed round. Um, so thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Um, we also have links down below um, a test to see if you have any implicit biases. It was created by Harvard and me and Nikki have both took it and we really find the information it gives off very like eye-opening. Eye-opening, yeah. Yeah, okay. So we'll see you guys next one. Okay, bye. bye.